kick out the bitches and crank up the jams. This is GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Welcome to episode 425. None of that happened. Podcast Live okay. Podcast. That's all fine. I am your host, GCR, and with me, right as always, Rob Bass. He wasn't here last week, always. And Cartoon Joe. No, Nick, I thought didn't record, all, thought I didn't all of that was any of the, uh, No, I lost. I didn't have any of it. It was all good stuff, too. I wrote a lot of the... Uh, we're five show titles in. So... Uh-huh. Don't feel too bad about it. We'll make well, it. I, th- I think the uh, the freelance pregame work is really what touches the heart of the people. So emphasis on free. Apologies for what comes next. So we have. Um, I don't know if this is happy or sad news. There's only not counting this episode, right? There's only eight episodes left in season nine. Wow! Holy shit. Or yeah. two months. So, I mean, I don't know. I, okay, I, I don't guess, think anybody's yeah. going to lose sleep That's about it. That's one way to look at it. Sure. I'm just saying yeah. next season will be our uh, season 10, and that's something to really build up to, right? That's, and what we, that's what we should odd. have done, what we should have done was build up to season 10 starting uh, last week's episode, you know, 10 episodes until season 10, right? Mm, who do you think mm, we are? Nonsense. Up? But we yeah. don't plan well. That, that's in a long fact, countdown. In fact, we were going to do something like that by having a guest in the last 10 episodes of season nine. But last week, um, we had to move it. We didn't. Week. We didn't. But we do have a guest this week is what I'm getting at. That was the long way to get to the fact that what? we have a guest this week. <laughs> who really who really preferred to be here in episode last week. Uh, what's what's the penultimate word for ten away? Mm, God, eleven. Uh, uh, well, how do you, how do you say you know. decade and penultimate at the same time? Right, deca ultimate. Yeah, deca ultimate. Yeah, what is that? A that's like Metal Guru Ramon's final form, isn't it? <laughs> it I just, is. I was, oh, that's perfect. I I was butchering trying to get it out of my mouth. That was perfect. Thank you. I'm going to go yeah, now. It's some, I've, it's I've some, kind, of, it's some kind of 16-bit level boss, that's for sure. Oh, i got to write that down. That's another show tell. Anyway, guest. Guest extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, keep on buttering me up. <laughs> You're doing great with that. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's been good. When was the last time I was on? It was like season four, wasn't it? It was a while. Like I guess we should probably... Um, who are you? <laughs> I guess people would be interested in knowing. So I'm Tim. Most of I the people Tim. that listened in season four are, are <laughs> just dinosaurs now. Archives yeah. now. Deceased, uh, in crisis, uh, pivoted to knowledge fight, some, some combination thereof. <laughs> um, I, I'm Tim. I am the founder of a writing platform called Next Chapters. And 
we, uh, you know, that's what I've been on season four to talk about. And, uh, you know, I back to talk about how we are live. We're a real company now. We're going. Hell yeah. That's Woo. that's so badass. The next chapters is is not only still around, but is like grown and now is thriving, know, thriving here five MCR. and a half years later. That's that's fantastic. Oh yeah. One of these days I'll retire. Frankly, we're usually product killers on this program. For all exciting. of our people. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. For all of our listeners who um, weren't here in season four, uh, what's next chapters? So next chapters is a community website for writers where we join together to write crowd-based novels. You know, someone will write the premise, the plot, chapter one. Anyone else can come in and add their voice to it. Chapter two, three, et cetera, go back and forth until the book's done. Once the book's finished, we will publish it and share the royalties with all the writers. So not only do you get to say that you're a published author, you potentially get to say that you're a paid published author. The dream. Isn't it for all of us? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I reminded Ryan yesterday, we all have a book that we started back in season four that we need to start up again. It was a pretty exciting murder mystery novel. Y yeah. I, <laughs> I, you said like, Hey, we should probably jump back into that book. And I was like, uh, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is fantastic. I, I'm glad that it's, um, still alive at this point and, and doing great. What are uh, some new interesting things you're doing with uh, chapters here these days? So we've been focusing primarily lately on having a good experience for writers to improve their craft. That's most of the time that people want to talk to us. You know, sure. there's the, the writers that can just pump out a book, you know, the Neil Gaiman's, the Stephen King's, they're not going to write community-based novels. You know, maybe for fun, but not because, you know, the biggest reason people don't write the novels is because they're scared. They don't know if their work is good enough. They don't know if people are going to laugh at them. Nobody laughs at writers, but people have that fear. So we've been working lately in the past couple of months trying to encourage, develop, ferment people so they know that they're good writers. And, uh, you know, I spent all day today looking up and learning about all kinds of new writing tools that we can show people. You give me a chapter of the book, I will let you know, like, okay, you're a little heavy on your adverbs. Or, you know, you're flat flipping back and forth between active and passive tense. Just stuff to help you easily improve your craft. So you can be not only a paid published author, but a proud paid published author. So it's ex it's exciting. All kinds of writing theory, world building. You know, I've been dumping myself into so many storytelling situations. Um, it's just partially overwhelming learning about all the ways that other people tell stories oh, yeah. and finding a way to help them improve what they do so we can all just sit around and tell stories. So are, are these... 
are these like real time, real life editors that you have on staff? Are they like AI? Is it is it just some is it some sort of program that goes through and and combs through all the content, or how how does that work? Or kind of both. Oh, tell me because yeah. it's like wizardry and proprietary. It's all magic, you know, smoke and mirrors. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easy to run a chapter through a, a program to say, you know, you have forty seven adverbs. That's easy to do. It's not so easy to say, you know, your world building would be a little bit better if you changed the philosophy of the religion that you're talking about. Or, you know, you're using all these random names that people don't understand. So let's tone it down a little bit. So it's a mixed Amund and Aegon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were watching Rings of Power, that was one of the most confusing things about it, trying to remember everyone's name. So, you know, it's a mix of both computer-generated AI, and real-time people reading and reviewing what you're putting together. That's incredible, man. One of the other things that we just did is we finished our first book. We actually finished a crowdsourced novel that we're publishing next month. So, you know, it's not only can we do this, we've done this. So, you know, there's a second book that's close behind. I was just working on the plot for it with a couple of the writers today. In the spirit of October, it is a horror novel. The first book that we finished is a spiritual fiction book. So it's whatever kind of book you want to write. We don't limit, you know, we don't just say you got to write wizard books or you got to write fantasy. You come to us with your ideas. You know, the philosophy of the platform of the the Novel writing is we're here to help you. I don't care what kind of book you want to write. You want to write Japanese tentacle porn fiction? We will help you do that. Well, that you want to write spiritual books? So will, so will Rob Bass. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's not fiction, my friend. Sounds that's like a guarantee. Dreams that's a guarantee. Oh, we can write Castle Dreams. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joe, we could do we it. We should. We will now. Now that we've got the green light to do tentacle porn, I'm pretty sure <laughs> butt plugs are fine. <laughs> Preferably, even. You would have loved to be sitting in my last D&D group. Somehow every single session turned into some kind of pornography game. Like all the characters ended up in a strip club. Yeah. Sounds like Perfect. D&D. <laughs> it sounds like D&D. So when when a book gets published, is it? Let's say I contributed at some in some point in somebody's book's journey on next on next chapters. When that book is published, who's the author? How does that work? Well, you're all the author. I mean, it's a, it's the same. You know, just imagine picking up a, a short story book. You know, mm-hmm. everyone is listed as an author. So. You know, everyone who contributes to it is given the credit as a contributing author. You know, Hmm. there's always an editor or a manager or a storyteller. And that's usually the person that comes up with the concept of the book. So they will be listed first. But if you put a chapter in, you're an author for it. You know, you can go and put it up on, on your Amazon author page. You have been a published author. So does anybody have uh, rights to like the, the IP for that? Or is it like just because it's a crowd share thing, just kind of assumed to be open source or something along those lines? 
No, actually, one of the things that we've always tried to do, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this four or five years ago, last time we mm -hmm. talked, I want to make sure that the authors are treated as nobly, respectfully as possible. They are creating arts. They are sharing their craft with the world. They don't deserve anything other than the utmost gratitude for what they're doing. You contribute a chapter to us, you own that. You do not give it to next chapters. What you do say when you give us a chapter is, this is my work. I will let you use my work to publish a book. So you will always retain the rights of your book or of, of your, chap your chapter. I love it. And it's kind of the same way with, with the payment structure. You know, you contribute a chapter to the book, you will get paid for that. You know, I don't want anyone to think that, you know, well, website, putting a chapter in, maybe it'll end up as part of a book. No, no, we're, we're here to help you improve your writing, create a story, create a world, tell some kind of fiction or nonfiction, by whatever you want to tell, but a story and then be rewarded for it because you were creating art. This is awesome. This was awesome then. I, I don't... This it remains cool, awesome. Yeah. yeah, this remains awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fun too. You know, and don't get me wrong. There's all the drudgeries of working on a business that we don't really need to talk about. There's all the pain of creating a company, but I wake up every single morning thinking I'm helping people be storytellers. I get to be a storyteller. So it is, it's one of the, the kind of jobs. Great that calling. You're going to love the way calling. Do. Yeah. What about, I mean, this is an audio medium, right? Mm -hmm. Is there yeah. any, is there any uh, thoughts of going like audiobook? Yeah, that's one of the things that we've started talking about. So I'm I'm based inside an incubator here in Pennsylvania, one of the local universities. I've been talking to the incubator about creating a a podcast, a vodcast, a Twitch channel, and a big portion of that would be, you know, we have all this content from the writers of the chapters of their book, obviously they want people to read their chapter sure, because they want people to write the next chapter of it. So the podcast will have the component of, you know, I'll, we'll read the first chapter of your book. It'll be story time. You know, you do, you know, read the, the chapters for people so they can listen to it and then get excited about writing the next chapter themselves too. I really like that kind of like positive feedback loop. I think that's that's really keeps people wanting to come back and try their hand at writing more stories or to, to you know, uh, get out of their comfort zone and try writing a different sto a story of a different genre than something they might normally read or write or something along those lines. It's a very encouraging atmosphere. Yeah. And, you know, it's really strange that the first book that we finished isn't the kind of genre that I really like to read. You know, it's a spiritual fiction book. It's it's a great story. I mean, the the beta readers who came back with their reports were like, this was crowdsourced written by 20 <laughs> authors. It's just a great story. So, you know, it's the kind of thing that you can spread your wings a little bit. And you know what? Maybe I should try writing that 
mystery novel or, you know, here's something that on the platform that I just found interesting. Let me try. Because, you know, just like Yoda says, there is no try. If only we knew like a very spiritual, voracious reader, you know, if we could get in touch with like a, a man of faith who just always had a book, you know, if only we knew a guy like that. I need no idea who would want a beta read a book. I wonder no who that could be. find someone like that. I don't know. <laughs> Joe, do you know anybody up from up mm. where you're from there? No, no. Anybody in your congregate? Anyone in your flock prepared <laughs> to do the uh, exact thing you've been preparing yourself to do your entire life? <laughs> if only there was a crowdsourced spiritual fiction book I could beta read. <laughs> like if, I wanted to, if I wanted to that is a sentence. You, <laughs> 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 oh, man. And it, what's cool, Ooh. I mean, we're all, I mean, this is Geek Cast Live, and we all know that you're a geek. So, what, who doesn't, who of our kind really don't have like three <laughs> unfinished novels sitting somewhere, right? On their Were phone. You, on their phone. Yeah, I was going to say three, <laughs> three currently in my text messages. And crazy. I think you almost know, my entire uh, Google Docs account on one of my emails is yeah. unfinished. It's unfinished stories because you get to a point where you either just it loses steam or the idea that you had, um, you realized it wasn't a full idea. So it stops and you never revisit it because you move on to the next thing that caught your attention mm -hmm. and and why we're not just copy and pasting those files into the next chapters and saying, hey, somebody pick up the thread, mm -hmm. please. Because I have the a I have a disjointed novella from the shitter over the last three years <laughs> that that we can certainly really kind of something. wanders. It, it really takes a lot of hard turns because my creativity well, shifts from it depends on what you ate day to day. So yeah, it's it's I mean, it's twenty thousand words of nonsense, but I'll put it on there and. Yeah, I mean, what imagine about all those porn? NaNoWriMo books that you started off and, you know, oh, yeah. you didn't finish NaNoWriMo. So what am I going to do with this? You know what? Let's see if we can finish that story with you. I, I'm pretty sure there was uh, a whole year when we all worked at the store together where we just we, I don't think we sold a battery. We just sat down and tried to do just write like just write us a lot of him. writing, right. <laughs> which, you know what? Our next episode is the start of November. Right. This is true. I'm not saying we shouldn't maybe take a section of the next four episodes and uh, talk about the book we're going to throw up on next chapters. But maybe we should do that. That's not a bad idea. Why don't, why don't we just live put it on next chapters during the show? Ooh. Ooh. Now we're I like talking. That too. I mean, it's now not going to be good, but it's going to be content. <laughs> you could live that's, stream that's the, spirit. the typing of putting the book online yeah literally yes i mean we have we have a a strong handful of listeners that mm -hmm. might be inspired to jump on there and add nonsense to our nonsense and, and don't and don't you make can get bring twenty thousand words of nonsense put together pretty quickly don't make me bring out the mice of tiggle woot manor because i'll fucking bring out the mice of tiggle woot manor <laughs> i i think this is I'll do it. This is the time. It's He's my gone. own little red wall. You know, something else that we can do 
just for not just but some something that we can do to make it even more interesting for all the listeners of the podcast we could set up the book where it's only accessible by geekcast podcast listeners oh yeah oh yes snap it's a dangerous game i like that that would be that's fun so you know a lot of people don't want to write a book with other people so we set it up where you can write the only way i will write a book (laughs) yeah i mean if it's my favorite you wanted to write a book together perfect we can set that up if you wanted anyone who's listening in we just give them the code on the podcast they come in and um they're the only ones who can access it so that is definitely doable at the end of the episode we will tell you the code that you need, the passwords you need to join our um, writing hermitage that we have. It's probably going to be like drink more Ovaltine. Yes. Yeah, damn right it is. Well, I, I know that my, my man Birdman Tomer will, uh, will have a moment here or there where he has thoughts he wants to put down. Oh, yeah, and know, fucking story for him. Four-finger Emily? Sure. I mean, <laughs> The four fingers she has types like a mad person, so I bring it. She's like a court stenographer. <laughs> yep. You ever see their keyboards? <sighs> court stenographer. I can't say yeah. that I have. It's, they look uh, like a. Uh, they look like they a, real tiny, like an old fashioned till. They they don't have letters on them. It's not like they have. It's not like a QWERTY keyboard. It's not it's like all they just type fast. It's all shorthand, right? That checks. Wild. There's only like six keys on it. You just press them in different combinations to make different words. And I supposedly you could go from like not knowing how to do it to being a full-fledged stenographer in like six weeks. Well, then how does somebody read it back that's not the stenographer? He reads it back. But it has to get filed. Does it get yeah. such a weird tangent? Longhand? And then, and then they have a stenographer come in to reread it if need be. Anti-stenographer at that point, right? If it becomes it, it longhand? Would, it would be longhand is anti-stenography, yes. <laughs> That's the title of my book that I'm starting on next chapters is anti-stenography. Or, or person to be named later, semicolon anti-stenographer. <laughs> Sounds like a superhero novel. Sounds That's like what I'm talking about. See, this is how the magic happens. <laughs> I can't wait till Netflix opts that. Who? Yeah, who is? What is the name? Joe. The, what is the name of my anti-stenographer? Laura. Fucking Christ, Rob. What is the name of our anti-stenographer? <laughs> uh, pumpkin. Very well. The group think. She's like a hard-boiled Nancy Drew type. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of She-Hulk on this. Oh, team. yeah. <laughs> yes, Laura Pumpkin. Precisely. Anti-stenographer. She just does everything longhand. It has nothing to do with law. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything. She, she does around. long division all the time. Mm-hmm. It's weird that this is anytime she like sees like uh, street slang in print form. She uh, she edits it. Laura Pumpkin. 
anti-stenographer. Yep, yeah, that's the show it down. We, we we had to start somewhere with this book, so I, I don't know where it's so going. That's, but that got is our that is our our next chapter's book. We're gonna our, the Geek Cast Live listener only book is Laura Pumpkin anti-stenographer, or is it Castle Dreams? Maybe both. Yes. That's that is the first book of the Castle Dreams uh anthology. Laura Pumpkin anti stenographer. So stenographer, yeah, uh, an anti stenographer is actually just a cryptid. What does it look like? They'd be oh, like God. saying, look, a unicorn. You'd say, like, look, a centaur and an anti stenographer. Mm. The trick is that they actually look just like regular stenographers. Uh-huh. And that's but it. negative. Only yeah, in the but negative. Ne- but, but negative. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody put a negative filter over them. Yeah. Well, the next thing uh, you all have to you know, yeah. is what's... Like undeveloped film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind of plot? You, you can only see them with those uh, that's a Nick good question. Cage and Franklin glasses. <laughs> what kind of... That's how you see their true form. Yeah. Oh, God. I love it already. I really do. You know, and one of the other things that we really try to do is help people come up with, you know, it's one thing to just write a chapter. You can just pound out five, seven pages, whatever. But all the world building that comes with it, you know, the different types of plots out there. uh, And I'm always trying to add new ones, you know, new plot methods. But, you know, maybe your pumpkin stenographer can have some kind of hero's journey where they find a wizard. She's not a pumpkin stenographer. That's a whole other fucking book. I like that's her sister. (laughs) That's that's the Halloween episode where she just goes around and fucking reworks everybody's jack-o'-lanterns. Transcribes jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The second best idea we've ever had on this show. Pumpkin stenography? Yes, pumpkin stenography in and of itself as a thing. Right. It's like underwater basket like, weaving. Castle Dreams is our is our song of ice and fire, but the first book is Laura Pumpkin, anti-stenographer. <laughs> she looks just like a stenographer, only in the negative. <laughs> right. And she and then Nick Cage. She has no different functions either. She's just as good or bad as any other stenographer. She's just in the negative. Middle of the road stenographer. (laughs) Middle of the road. Comes in third in the stenography contests. The stenography bowl. (laughs) Stenography bowl. (laughs) That's probably on like ESPN 8. The Ocho. The Ocho. And what is very, very, very small but diehard following. Yeah, and the sponsors too are so cool. Like Bic. Right. The pens. <laughs> not no, the lighters. Not the lighter people. No. Brought to you by Ticonderoga number two pencils. Oh, now you're speaking my language. And Fort Sumner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who who makes like the discount lunch meat? Not like the Oscar Meyer stuff, but the shit. Oh, uh, it starts with a B. It's like Brookingsdale or something. What is it? Yes, them. Oh, Makers shit. of the four dollar pound of bacon and pickle and pimento <laughs> loaf. Yeah. Raise a hand. Yum. Who is a fan of a pickle and pimento loaf? Mm. 
pass. If it's deli quality, I'm in. If it's grocery store quality, I'm out. Do they make non-deli quality pickle and pimento loaf? (laughs) Yes, most pickle and pimento loaf. (laughs) It's like the fucking haggis of the deli meat industry. It's a night of strange questions. Laura Pumpkin Book Two. (laughs) The Return of Haggis. The Return of Haggis. Yeah. Who uh, is who is definitely the Hagrid esque janitor of the high school it was castle dream? Just gonna say mm-hmm. it's it's a absolute bootleg Hagrid. It's it's <clears throat> it's Hagrid if he was groundskeeper Willie. Right, he's and American. His, yeah. his name's Haggis. Is he made of? Is he he's like got, a golem made of um, uh, ground trash? Meat? Yes, ground, yeah, yeah. trash golem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, got all the way to trash golem. So there's uh, that. And the cool, the cool thing is, I'm not. You know what? I'm not gonna say it. Not because <laughs> I'm not gonna not say it because I think it crosses some sort of line. I'm not gonna say it because I forgot the actor's name. Well, and it would so, spoil the story, which obviously which, we want. People which actor to read. name? You, you forgot the for? actor's name. I forgot the actor's name, which is why I'm not gonna say the thing I was going to say. Of Hagrid's actor's name? Yeah. Like Robbie Coltrane? Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane? The cool thing is, is when this is a movie and we introduce the character of Haggis, who is a trash golem. Imagine that, what that looks like. We could just get the corpse of Robbie Coltrane. This is is treading dangerously close to a Jim Butcher novel. (laughs) There is definitely some sort of uh, copyright infringement going on. Yeah, now that we, well, we were okay until we got to Trash Gollum. Oh, man. Pretty soon, Laura Pumpkin's gonna be in a fucking duster and a hat. <laughs> he doesn't wear a hat! Ah, uh, gotcha. Just on the cover of the books. Nicely done, yeah. That could be their romantic interest, too. You know, and then you can haberdashery. Haberdashery. Yeah, it's like a crossover <laughs> sensation. <laughs> they look They're, at each, look at each other over the top of a Stetson. Right, and then it it jam cuts to, um, the pottery scene in Ghost, but they're like doing that thing where they're steaming the leather around the mold yeah. <laughs> to make their hat. <laughs> oh my god I was picturing it before you described it oh uh, man I slept forever what time is it 10am <laughs> oh what are you doing over there just making a Stetson mmm <laughs> hot leather which is Laura Pumpkin hot leather, hot leather. speaking Gross. of hot leather I'm really Where liking next. I'm really liking next chapters, man. I think that's. I think it's. Uh, it's, it's such a. I'm proud of you. It's really cool. Oh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, and you know, you guys have always been really great in encouraging me to keep with it. And you know, I mean, not to jump off the geek side of things, but you know, starting up a company is hard work. Doesn't matter how much you love it, and you know, it's great that guys like you have really just been that rock to 
make sure that I can get done something that, you know, I mean, the, the company is to create art, to create stories, to tell stories and make the world a better place because of that. So it's great to have the encouragement from guys like you to let me be a storyteller. I think that's that's incredibly flattering, and you have done some in, truly incredible work here. I, it, it's nice to see you know good spaces for you know writers and artists to be able to come together and collaborate and share ideas and, and kind of hone and work on their craft together. And, and in all seriousness, don't let our literary fuckery like act like it's a deterrent because this is a platform for real artists and real creativity and a damn good one. So take much better ideas than ours and put them down in print. You can come up with some of the best stories out of just goofing around though, too. So don't dismiss it. You know, that's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy would start off with something like this. And that is a masterpiece. So, you know, having fun. And that's what one of the, the core roots of next chapters, if we're not having fun, we're not doing it the right way. If you're not enjoying writing, It's just going to be dry and plain, and people realize that when you're reading the book. How many times have you read a book that was just amazing starting out, and then you're like, this sucks? You know, you get in the middle, and it's flat. They gave up. That's why we like to write back to front. (laughs) (laughs) I just dug up my NaNoWriMo novel from two years ago. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start on the last chapter and i'm literally doing that back to front uh, it's a lot of fun you know it's just like what was that movie inception where they did yeah. it backwards mm-hmm. you, know, you can do some really great things with storytelling like that and speaking of having fun some of the most fun that i've had is when we you know when rob and joe and i when we worked together we would do these things, we had three computers in the store and we would set a timer for 15 minutes and you'd start writing a story. Um, and when the timer went off, you'd rotate. And when you, you know, when you came back a half hour later, your story didn't go in the direction you wanted it to go at all. But it still went, in a, you know, the story still progressed and it was like, okay, so that's cool. Let me abandon my original idea. I'm going to piggyback on this. Then you go for 15 minutes and then you leave your story. And uh, that was fun. I wish I knew where those computers were or where we had those ones saved because there was some wild shit we did that, with those. I'm pretty sure it's and, all on Google Docs. Is it that really? Sounds right. I think that's true. It was just, yeah. it is a fun time. It's a cool, um, you know, I think everybody, when they go to sit out, to, if you have an idea, you think your idea is the best idea, right? And it, it definitely keeps you in check too because there's been plenty of times where I've had an idea get hijacked in one of those writing exercises and it's better for it. So. Yeah. And you know, we'll let people write books like that. We will, you can either control it, the plot, you know, you can say, this is the plot of my book and let people write it as it, as you intended it, or just, you know, free flow. You just put up chapter one and see what happens with chapter two. Those can be the most interesting stories out there because nobody knows where it's going to go. It's kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons episode where the players just go crazy you know i mean i one of the worst times you have as a dm is when the players do something off the that you didn't anticipate same thing Mm. with a book but those are the most fun too we we call that every session at my table (laughs) i remember the last 
time I was DMing, I had everything hinged off of the group talking to one guy at the beginning. And wouldn't you know, they walk in and kill him. Yeah. Yeah, rookie mistake. (laughs) Yeah. So So we learn our our lessons and we move on. But, you know, just um, those kind of stories where something's thrown at you that you don't anticipate, you know, and readers see, see that too. It's just, a, it's a twist. But it, imagine a continuous twist that different people are putting their own ideas and thoughts into. Those can be amazing stories. Oh, yeah. There, there's definitely some really beautiful stuff that can come from just collaboration. Because like Ryan was saying earlier, it's really easy to get somebody to come in there and and completely take what you were saying, uh, not necessarily the wrong way they just interpret it differently and then they create something like build on it and create something entirely new out of it uh that's cool that's really cool it gives the 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 original idea uh creator of the idea an opportunity to be you know uh, to to look at it through new eyes and new light and and just kind of continually reinforces this uh positive feedback loop there's also a couple times where um, I would try to like lead you in a direction because I knew you were coming next and I knew how you like to write, hoping sure. that you would take that bait to continue my plot line. Sure. Which was always fun to try to do. Yeah, but the meta games also- with that is, is also <laughs> fun. There's also things too where, you know, um, you'd get back to your computer and like uh, Rob would finish like it would seem like he finished a chapter when and then Joe would come in and he would just start the next chapter with a completely different character or a tonal shift or um, a perspective shift or, or all of a sudden where it's a flashback. And it's like, oh, I, suddenly it's a, one of those flashback novels because we're now in 1934. Um, and it takes it takes your fucking book in a completely different fucking trajectory. Yeah, good, good fun stuff here. Did I, did I, did I, did any of that come through? Was my mic on mute? No, I heard you. Oh, no, shit. no, you just, uh, you, you, uh, it was profound. It was you did deep. great. It was awesome. I miss doing it. I would do, that could be an entire weekend for me and I would be completely fine with it. I do love fun writing exercises and it seems like next chapters is a is great that? place to do that. That's, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm excited about. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and you know, and another thing that I've always wanted to do, and I told you guys this last time we talked, I don't want you to come to the site and think, oh, this is just a place that's trying to make money. We made sure that there is a path, a very solid path for you to come create stories, get published, and get paid for the work, like I mentioned before, without without paying us. You know, we're not a subscription-based model like you would, you know, we don't charge people to do this stuff. We try to make sure that you're free to create your art and don't have to worry about, you know, God, my next, I have to get this done in two weeks before my monthly membership runs out or anything like that. So, you know, we try to make sure that you are free to contribute your art and, you know, tell a story. That's it's really cool. I Community building. genuinely yeah. love it. I can't I can't wait I can't wait till our next episode now.
we're gonna have to get together offline and, and hammer all that out so we can we can do it, go with that next Wednesday. You're gonna have to come up with the premise of your book. Yeah, I know. What adventure does Laura Pumpkin get into this week? Mm, God. Is it narrated by, is it like first person or is there an omnipotent narrator or how, how, how do you see Laura Pumpkin? Uh, it's first person. Mm. Get into the thick of it. I like it. Me too. Uh, as you, as you know, since you've been on the show before at the end of it, we, um, we talked about what we've been geeking on this week, and as our guest, you can either go first or last. Your choice. You know what? I'll go first because I just finished watching the latest episode of Andor. Before yeah. that, I, I caught the, what's that other new Star Wars series that Disney has, Tales of the Jedi? Tales of the Jedi, I think, yeah. Yeah, I grabbed the first episode of that as well. I mean, I've been nerding out on so many things. Finished up Rings of Power... Um, She-Hulk just, and you know, that one just finished up and, uh, actually I kind of hate to admit this, but I'm finally, finally, finally watching Stranger Things. Nice. Good board, man. Good for you. You're busy. I have been like just going crazy with all kinds of nerdy TV and, you know, of course I'm reading a lot too. Um, I'm rereading the King Arthur stories because the last book that I finished was Neil Gaiman's North Norse mythology books. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do something like King Arthur in that mindset? So that might be one of the books you find on next chapters in a couple of days. I've been thinking about doing something very similar to that, but with like Gaelic Irish mythology. So like you're onto something. Clearly, Neil was onto something with uh, the retelling of the Norse mythology. I love that. Just imagine doing one with, you know, Norse mythology is popularized because of the Marvel comics, but just pick one that people don't know quite as well, Egyptian mythology or Native American. You know, you can do a lot of fun things with that stuff. Teach people at the same time, but tell a great story too. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's been my nerding out this this past week and even today. You know, I actually forgot that it was Wednesday and uh, realized about an hour and 10 minutes before we started that Andor was on. Like, can I finish it before we start? And I just got done with the episode. It was amazing. I'm really Dedication. liking the series too. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Outstanding. Joe, what you geeking on, buddy? Um, what am I geeking on this week? As though I don't know. Um, though only you though should. Though you were preparing for this question. I know, right? Um, I've, I'm, I've been distracted. I'm trying to get my profile picture up on Next Chapters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been geeking on my PlayStation Plus membership. Uh, because they finally, so one of the things that they've done recently is, is start adding back the, the back catalog, back catalog of games that, uh, they have available. And for years, the only game, uh, I've, I've not the only game I wanted to play, but one of the only games I've wanted to play is Ape Escape and they've only had Ape Escape 2. 
and uh, I was I was just goofing around on the on the store the other day and and found Ape Escape, and it is just as good as I remember, and I've been having a great time playing through that game. So, and it's it's just a classic, you know, nineteen ninety nine. Like the premise of the story is one one ape got a hold of a, a helmet that made him smart, and um, he released all the other apes and gave them smart helmets, and is trying to travel through time to uh, to change the timeline so that apes are in charge, and you just have to go catch them all before he uh, before he destroys the the world or whatever. So all right, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's very silly and very fun, and um, like that goose game. Yes, very much like the Goose game in terms of just being silly and fun and and nonsense. Um, and I'm I'm also just uh, there's a part of me that's like, why did we ever? Why did we keep improving graphics after this? I mean, they're terrible. They're they're, they're really bad, but they're perfect. You know. So I'm I'm having a great time. Um, Ryan, you never go third. What are you geeking on this week? I, you know what? I've actually never gone third. 425 episodes. And that's what I'm geeking what about. On this one, what about 166? Statistical anomalies. Statistical anomalies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, finish, uh, finished harvest. Um, I've, I've, I finished football. I've got two months before wrestling starts and I just have nothing to do. And, Fuck you. I'm so very excited about it. Um, that's what I, that's, this is my, this is my break because after this, it doesn't stop until football ends again for coaching. So it's just, uh, yeah, I've kind of, I've been reading, I've been watching some TV shows, um, mindless stuff that I've already seen, you know, like I watched Arcane again and that's phenomenal. It is. And, uh, Invincible, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, man, I've just been enjoying, enjoying things, to be honest with you. Clean my hot tub out, man, I drained it, I cleaned it out and put new chemical, new filter. That's really productive doing stuff at home, you know, getting back into laundry. So nice. Yeah. Been real nice. So, uh, Nick, what are you geeking on, man? Uh, well, I'm super busy. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the anti, the anti Ryan. So thank you for that. Uh, mundane, busy life stuff of an uninteresting nature. Uh, but yeah, co- uh, the coaching carousel never really stops. So it was August was somewhat quiet. Uh, but on the on the true geek side, um, I did. S- Somewhat contrary to Tim, I right prior to doing this show and prior to going on my band run, uh, we watched the first episode of Andor because we kind of forgot that it existed. Um, so good. having just good. having just finished Rings of Power and looking for something else for our 44 minutes that we can possibly do an evening, uh, checked that out. So that was pretty geeky and fuck else was I going to say did you finish House of the Dragon yes. we have the, the last episode still every time we just okay, think cool. about we have to finish it we're like nah let's let's knit a throw rug or 
sleep or do anything other than watch one more episode of that fucking slog. But we will. We'll finish it. Um, finished Rings of Power the other night. Um, so, yeah, that was... Uh, oh, and, and the World Series starts Friday. So, Listen, I guess my heart for Bryce Harper and Nick somewhat Castellanos. Somewhat geeky. My forever yeah. left fielder is going to get another ring, Nick, and I'm, I'm very happy yeah. for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy oh, for my I, guy Schwartz. I, a bit early for that optimism, but uh, no. Nope. Yeah. I read. Did you read the thing I sent today, or did I? Maybe I didn't send it to you guys. Um, I didn't say anything. I found a, a tweet about the World Series, and it, it's perfect. Um, the Houston Astros are a perfectly engineered baseball machine of death. No one in their right minds would challenge. But the Philadelphia Phillies are that sign can't stop me because I can't read personified as a baseball team. <laughs> and that's uh, so that is perfect. pretty perfect. That's that is pretty unbelievably perfect. well said. <laughs> yeah. That I hate to ever that sign Philadelphia can't stop me because anything, I can't read. But, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll go, go Phillies. It's, has someone made that meme? Verlander, with, uh, I love Verlander. He's got enough rings, so let's go, Phillies. Let's get this done. Uh, yeah, that's it. And hopefully Andor picks up some sort of speed at some point. It, this, yeah, this might be one that dies out of our rotation by the end of episode two. But I mean, holding out hope. The one thing with Andor is it's a completely different way of storytelling than you're used to with Star Wars. So it's it's actually very different and very good. It's entirely a prequel for Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the character. I like the actor. So I mean, it wasn't. It, I just hope it was a little bit like. Yeah, you're not going to see lightsabers. You're not going to get as me. many fights. But you know, it's it's telling a story a lot different than you know a lot of the action that you're used to. I haven't seen past the first episode. Story. But I hear that uh, there's a return to like very legendary archetypical Star Wars names in one of these later episodes. Is that true? Does is there somebody named like like Jizz Starbug or something like that? Some there like, will be there will be in our book now. If there thank is. you, Tony. <laughs> <about that. laughs> yeah, I would settle for just a nice uh, new original script story since I've had. Uh, endure as previously mentioned house of the dragon so um counting on you Andor. rob what about you what are you geeking on uh i have been geeking on house of the dragons uh you here for that finale there were dragons i haven't have you seen it yet murder I'm not going to say anything more I haven't than like, the gist, yet, so. but it's uh, pretty juicy. Pretty juicy indeed. He's my second favorite uh, war criminal. Yeah? yeah? After one of the Bushes? Well, Kissinger, of course. Oh, that tracks. I mean, God come on. damn it. You. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Uh, but yeah, House of the Dragons, uh, the finale really, really did it for me. And now I'm ready to patiently wait four years, years. or whatever it will be. Yeah. Well, you're, two I mean, years before it'll be the next one. It's I, I, the, my favorite meme was 
I saw today was uh, it was a picture of two kids in a toboggan, like having a great time. Mm-hmm. And it says, meanwhile, in Winterfell, and it says Jason Cregan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, all right, yeah, I, I, that's worth the wait. I'll, yeah. You did it, Internet. You won again. You did it. Oh, man. Well, yeah, good stuff. Tim, tell us where they can uh, where they could find you and how they can how they can get started. Oh, it's really difficult to remember the URL. Nextchapters.com. Perfect. Come to the site. If you just want to sign up, go to the top right corner. There's a big login sign up button, or you could go directly to the writing platform at write.nextchapters.com. Free to get in, free to write, free to submit your chapters. We will help you get your story written and get you published. So cool. Outstanding. That's awesome. If you liked this episode, if you want to listen to at least eight more so we can say we went to season 10, uh, the best thing you could do is, uh, I don't know, go to your favorite podcast place and give us a review. Five stars is nice. Tell us what Laura Pumpkin's arch rival's name is. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, and if you want to tell us other things about Laura Pumpkin, anti-stenographer, you can go to any of the socials and search Geekcast Live and send it to us there. And or just you, listen next week for the code and then log in and add it to the story yourself. That Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, uh, and you can it, check out our stuff at violentpress.com. It's, it's Janet Slumpkin, by the way. Mm. Mm, I was going to go Dave Squirrel. <laughs> uh, speaking of silly things you can support the silly things we do over at patreon.com slash geekcast live and you can buy silly things with our faces on them over at gcl.threadless.com where was that at? gcl.threadless.com Nick, thanks oh, for that's asking right, gcl.threadless.com um, see you in hell everyone Avita Zane See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Hey, everyone. Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, 'er ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds, I don't know if that's their official website, that might be porn, Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower, <laughs> that's a Grumpkin's flight right there, that's from, what is that? Charleston, uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish, girl from Thereaways, Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always. Check this.